0: People that just don't have a grasp on reality. Like, I used to work in the, the paint department. Yeah. And the one day this old lady came in, I guess her husband bought a gallon of yellow paint and she wanted <laughs> to buy yellow paint. And I'm like, that's fine. That's no problem at all. Customer service is right there. You can return it and I'll make you whatever you need. Yeah. She's like, okay, well, I want blue paint. I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. We can get you blue paint. Yeah. Just go return it. And she goes, yeah. well, I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> Why are you here? Yeah. Why'd like, you come here? Yeah. And she's like, well, I, just, I, want, I, I want you to turn this into blue. Uh, I'm like, man, I can't turn yellow into blue. blue like, science says I can't yeah. turn
1: yellow into blue. <laughs> yeah, yellow. it's humanly impossible. Yeah. So wait, she did not want to get another can of paint? She was like, yeah, take I, this already yeah. can of paint that is filled with yellow paint yes. and just turn it into blue? Yes,
0: use your wizardry.
1: And <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That, uh, I mean, I like to... Uh, I don't try to go straight into, wow, what a dick. But there are some times where I just go, wow, what an
0: asshole. Oh, no, I I completely agree. And and it's on the thing. Look, I'm I'm really hard to upset. So there's a lot of stuff. It's like, okay, you were dumb, and I'm just going to laugh about you. Yeah, it's just like,
1: all right. It was a little intense. Might need to cool down just a little bit mentally, but, like, it's not going to... I don't really care about you. Yeah. It's, just,
0: yeah. it's especially like before I worked at Lowe's, uh, my first job out of college, I spent four years working at a group home taking care of intellectually disabled and physically disabled adults. Really? Yeah. So. Wow.
1: Okay. So like, wait, like right after you got out of college, you yeah. were working at this place? And... Yeah,
0: basically, um, I dropped out. We'll get into some of that because some of that's mental health related. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, but I was there. I was there for four years, but I dropped out. Because yeah, I changed majors a bunch of times and wasn't going to classes because of depression. Oh, and yeah. lots of other things, too. But uh, so then I moved to Pittsburgh full-time uh, that fall. And I just it took me a while to find a job. And a friend of mine was applying at this place. And I was like, shit, I just I need a job. Yeah. So I will apply for this job. And I worked at a group home taking care of uh, three. It's It looks like a regular house. You know, not oh, the like yeah. big facility. Um, but it's all people who are um, intellectually disabled. Okay. Yeah. Uh What does that mean intellectually disabled? Mental retardation. Oh, okay. It's just right. like a nicer way to put it.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. Uh so and, and everybody had different levels. Like the one guy at the house, uh all, they weren't all the company wasn't for all seniors, but the house I was at was three senior citizens. Okay. So like the one guy um uh, if you call him on a good day, you think he's like just a slow old man in a wheelchair. He was born without like a mental disability, but he had some kind of seizure disorder. And when he was like 15 or so, they tried to do some kind of surgery and nicked something in his brain. Oh God! Yeah, and he just like stopped developing. How old was he when this happened?
1: Is he a teenager? Oh God! And so he was just like so he was stuck in that
0: mindset. For yeah. the rest of his life kind of yeah i mean like he's an adult like he knows he's 60 he knows you know oh, okay but but in terms of how our brains develop oh it didn't continue his brain didn't continue to develop like he reads at like a 12 year old uh, well, level Kind or, of, like, yeah, and, yeah. Then he, and then he also had like uh some strokes later on and things like that so his left side just didn't work oh, um so but like if you caught him on a good day like he'd he'd joke with you you could be like his name was jerry he'd be like hey jerry how do you feel he'd go with my hands Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, like he like he'd be a smartass with oh yeah, yeah know, like and, old guy. Humor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, but then if you caught him on a bad day, he'd be you know a little worse. And yeah, there pissy, was another, Yeah, yeah. And then there was another guy at the house, um, who grew up in like the old state run institution system, which is closer to living in a prison than living in like a place designed to take care of you. Uh, he's legally blind, completely nonverbal, mentally maybe five years old. Wow. And I did that job for like four years.
1: Really? So, Did you work with that
0: guy a lot? Yeah, it was those three guys for four years. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> it was just those three guys living there? Yeah.
0: Wow. Because the, the idea of, of these kind of things is to make it feel like you're living in just like a normal house. It's not like you're in a big facility. It's not, you know.
1: Oh, it's like it's not crowded. Yeah, it's so, just so, it's, three. yeah, yeah. yeah so
0: it's just a three-bedroom house. And then you've got staff there 24 hours a day.
1: So you would all like um, switch out throughout the day? Yeah. Like
0: I like let's say I was working like uh, 3 to 11. Okay. So I'd show up at 3 o'clock and I'm there at the house till 11 o'clock. The midnight shift person shows up at 11. I get to go home. Yeah. So the the idea is to have the clients be as independent as possible. Yeah. But realistically, that's still not super independent. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's just a thing of like, oh, hey, you know. This guy gets fourteen different medications a day, so <laughs> and you have to remind that guy. Well, no, you give them to him. Like, oh, yeah. like the like the idea is to get them to a point where they could take their own meds. Yeah, but like for the guy who was mentally five years old and legally blind and nonverbal, he's not going to be able to give himself his own meds. Oh yeah, so. I mean, was
1: it like hard to give that guy his meds?
0: No, I mean he he's he's used to the routine, and and you, you kind of because he understands all the words you say to him. He just can't speak. Oh, okay. He like he can look and grunt and make no- like make noises and stuff. And he yeah. he doesn't he didn't know sign proper sign language, but he like had his own little system. Like if he's like if he was hungry, he'd go like like that. Yeah. Um,
1: okay. But for is, the for the podcast, people Zach, oh, oh, we're was, recording already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm talking. Sorry. to Zach. I'm talking oh, I didn't know I started the... record already. Yeah, yeah. That's how I do it. I, okay, just, cool. I, I just dive right in. Okay, I'm talking. Okay, about...
0: Yeah. So I made I made kind of like a. Hand motion like a like a like spooning things very quickly into your mouth, yeah, okay. Yes, yes, Zach described it perfectly. I'm talking to Zach
1: Funk. Thank you for coming on. My pleasure to be here. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen you perform only a, a handful of times, but like it's really from like following you on like social media. I felt like, oh, I could talk to this guy, yeah, because we like we're both we go through a lot of things mentally. And I feel like, oh, I want to talk to this guy. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Glad to be here. Okay. So, uh, I listened to a little bit of your stand up album, and you grew up in Lancaster.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm from a town called Ephrata, which Ephrata? is in Lancaster County. Okay. Um, a lot of main roads run through Ephrata, like, uh, 222, 322, 272 all go through Ephrata. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a place that it's grown more since I left. It was never like a super, super small town. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those things. It was like it was founded in like the early seventeen hundreds by basically a cult. Oh, really? I mean, they, they considered themselves Christian, but it was a, it was a it was an it was an extreme enough belief in a small enough number that if you asked me, they were a cult. <laughs> they were a cult. Okay. Uh, so, like, would they be considered Christians now? I mean, they believed in God and Jesus and stuff. But like, it was it was one of those things where they were called the Cloister. They founded the town. Yeah. Um, they believed sex was so sinful you shouldn't even have it for the sake of reproduction. Really? So it was like the shakers and things like that. You could only join. They didn't procreate. Oh. Um, they slept on wooden beds with like just wooden blocks as pillows. Oh. Um, they believed buildings could be built at like evil angles. It's like if a building was built the wrong way, like facing the wrong way, you could cause people to act poorly. Really? Um, but like the guy who <laughs> founded the town was this really smart guy who uh, like, uh, sometime after the after the revolution, like one of the founding fathers went to this guy to like, hey, we need you to like translate the Declaration of Independence into a few languages. Oh,
1: like, okay, so like the like the lead member of this group, yeah, the guy the guy that. who
0: founded the town, his name was like Conrad Beisel or something like that. Okay, who, who founded the town? Who, it, was called, it was called the Effruda Cloister, and now it's just you know Effruda. But the cloister still exists there; it's like a historical site. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, okay. So, I mean, does this cult
1: still exist? Are there no? No, the yeah. last
0: of their members died out. I don't remember exactly when. Yeah. Uh, but up in, in like in the 1900s, there were still people who lived there and still like believed that. Oh, wow. Um, I mean... Not, How'd you find out about this? It's, it's part of the town you grew up in. I mean, it, 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 it's some people would say it's being disrespectful calling them a cult, but that's because I'm just naturally cynical about religion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they weren't a cult in, like, the sense of, like, you know, we're waiting for the UFO to come and pick us up and oh, things okay. like that. Yeah. Um, I, I had a joke a very, very long time ago that I never got to work about. You know, the difference between, like, a cult, a sect, and a proper religion is just uh, your numbers. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's always crazy but then enough people believe it and then okay now it's valid. Now it's valid. Yeah. So <laughs> we can
1: legitimately call it a religion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: you don't pay taxes anymore. Congratulations. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. yeah. So but yeah, so it was like a sect of Christianity like a split off of the shakers and um yeah. just that's so it's this small town in Lancaster County. small well, smallish. It's, it's it's I don't know, it's a town. It's a town. Yeah. Okay. Uh but like a, the town like in that area
1: like did it was it like a legit like small town? Did you have like chain restaurants? Oh yeah, oh it... yeah, we
0: definitely had all that stuff. Because like, like I said, a lot of major highways and stuff go through the town. Yeah, um, but it's also like very agricultural area. Like at my high school, you could opt out of science class and take farming. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of going to science class, you could work on a farm. Oh, okay. Which is really cool. Like we need farmers. I'm, I'm not against that. It's just not who I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm someone who, like, by the time I was 11, I was like, all right, I know I'm not gonna stay here. <laughs>
1: yeah, want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I. I love my family and friends that are back there, but it's just it's not my kind of area. I'm much more of a city person. It's yeah. it's one of those places, uh, you know, the Pennsylvania, Central Pennsylvania. Where people, you know, proudly fly a Confederate flag and, and hate black people. <laughs> Meanwhile, there wasn't a single black kid at my high school. Really? And, yeah. But, like, did you hear that kind of, like, talk growing up? I mean, not not from people I was friends with, but definitely happened in the area. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I'd, I'd luckily, you know, didn't have any family or, or friends, but, uh, you know, I, as someone who was... Uh, very secular and very liberal, uh, very young, just because I was yeah. that weird kid who watched the news like with their parents.
1: Yeah, the I remember I heard, uh, I only listened to a couple of tracks off the album, but I remember you saying like you would get as excited about uh Saturday morning cartoons as you would on Sundays for Meet the Press, yeah, like that kind of thing. You were that into it, like, yeah, like you were that. Like,
0: I, I remember in, in sixth grade, it was the uh, the Bill Clinton Bob Dole election. Oh, okay, and uh, I was second run bus, which meant I I got picked up like on the second run of buses. So I had like twenty five minutes to kill every day after school, yeah, before a bus came to get me. And the one day, a few teachers are just like in the hallway discussing the upcoming election, and I'm walking by, and they like legitimately stopped me to get my take on the upcoming election. Like, hey, what do you think? Where do you think things are going? How do you feel? About? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because you actually had opinions. Yeah, you like like I, like, I would watch the news. I I mean, I was one of those kids who like I love books about science and. And cultural stuff. And I... Um, Man, I'm so jealous of that. Like, yeah. I... Because,
1: re- like, I'm trying to, like, get into reading now. And I've talked about this so many times on this podcast. But, like, you... Like, you found these things that you loved at a very young age. And you, like, knew, like, okay, this is what I want to, like... These are, like... I don't know if you would call them hobbies. But it was just, like, oh, these are the things that I love. Yeah. And I want to keep learning about these things. Yeah. Well,
0: it's the advantage of... Uh, and one of the things I've also found is the advantage because uh, along with loving all that stuff since I was a kid I've, I've had mental health issues since I was a kid like I, I can I can definitely remember things that I, at the time I wouldn't have known the term like major depressive episode or like anxiety yeah. attack in third grade but oh can, yeah like, but I can remember those things
1: like you remember like being super depressed yeah like when, it, like, when did you find out like because it took me a while to find out about like introversion yeah like being introverted and like anxiety yeah. and like I mean I don't remember yeah. the
0: exact like time, I learned the, the you I'll, learn I'll, the word, but yeah, yeah, it, just, yeah, it's a lot of like like uh, I I don't remember the first time I heard the phrase like existentialism in terms of philosophy, but it's like <laughs> oh good now I have a word instead of a long rambling sentence, yeah. <laughs> just a random explanation. Yeah, like, this is this thing. Here it is. Here's how I feel about things. Oh no, here's here's the work. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Just put it. Just just. Jam yeah. it right down to a tiny little word. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for me, like, I, I have a lot of mental health issues on both sides of my family. Yeah. So I'm sure I would have had it genetically otherwise. Uh, and then when I was 11, my dad died in a random car accident. Oh, yeah. Um, Just one of those... You like, were 11 when that happened? Yeah. I was, in, I was in fifth grade. My sister was in kindergarten. Kindergarten. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean... My dad was 40. Wow. Yeah. At what year did that happen? This was 96. 96. Okay. So... Were you in school when uh, that happened? Kind of. Well, so I mean, it didn't. Ha- I didn't like get pulled out of school because um, we found out after the school day had ended. Oh, um, but I really would have. So this is this is a crazy story. Um, okay. One of you ever have those things that happen in life where you, you hear someone tell a story, and you're like, okay, like that's too much in one day. That doesn't sound like realistic. This is one of those kind of stories.
1: Like the day your dad died. Yeah, or? Oh, because okay. I would
0: super remember that day, even if my dad hadn't died that day.
1: Oh, like you talking about like days like you remember to a T. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, trust me, I do. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs>
0: even had my dad not died that day, that day would be super memorable on a story I'd still be telling later on. Really. Um. So it's fifth grade, and you know, basic public school. Okay. And uh, when it comes to for lunch, you know, you have like you tell like, oh, I want lunch A, lunch B. Turn in your ticket. Oh, yeah. Or get packed. You know that kind of stuff. So that day, I guess they were short one ticket. Like, one kid didn't pay for their lunch. Oh, so they're walking around just trying to figure out you know, who forgot to turn in their ticket, you know whatever. Um, nobody nobody has a ticket. Uh, fifth graders eat last and my class was the last two to eat so the cap, the cap, we had one of those like you know cafeteria, gym auditorium combo things. Oh, okay. so it's like two and a half classroom worth of fifth graders left. and uh, the table I was at. They were sure, you know, somebody must have had the ticket. And so they told everybody to get up against the wall and empty their pockets. Like, they were going to find this damn ticket. Okay. So, like, when you bought your lunch, you put in your ticket? Yeah. Like, you turned in, like, a little, Like, almost like a fare ticket type thing. Oh, okay. And that was because, yeah, so that's, that was, like, how you paid. Like, you had to, yeah, it's, anyway, not yeah, super okay. important for the story. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, no, that's, that no, I'm just scary. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, you turned in your lunch ticket, and that's how they knew, like, these people paid, basically. Yeah. So, uh, being that fifth grade, you started to learn to be a little bit of a smartass and a little bit rebellious. Oh, yeah. So a bunch of kids in my class stood up against the wall in, like, the stop-and-frisk position.
1: Oh. As a joke. Okay. And
0: everybody else laughed because it was funny. Yeah. So uh, the, like, two-and-a-half tables where the fifth graders weren't allowed to go out to recess because, you know, we were being bad. Yeah. And uh, we all have to stand along the stage and just wait to go back to class. So the principal... Um, This guy who he had taken the previous school year off to go off and get his doctorate in being a principal, which okay, (laughs) yeah, and and he was he was an asshole. Like once he got that doctorate, he demanded everyone call him doctor. Like the kindergartners had to call him doctor, which I'm sure was really confusing for them.
1: (laughs) So wait, wait, wait. He uh, sidebar for only a quick second. He quit for a year to
0: stop. Well, like 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 he took a sabbatical, a sabbatical to, to go off and get his doctorate in being a principal. So this was his you first year do back. That? Apparently so. Okay. okay. Or, or, whatever, or whatever the equivalent doctor is, you know. <laughs>
1: Call me doctor principal. Yeah, uh, basically. Okay.
0: So back to your uh, story. So, okay. so he's, he's just this real, like, high and mighty full of himself asshole. Oh, oh, God. And he decides this would be a good time to bug one of the kids who was stuck standing on the stage about having a skateboard at school. Because it's 1996, and if you have a skateboard, that means you watch the Bart Simpson and you do the drugs. And...
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Just that kind of thing. Yeah. So the principal goes, and, and you technically you're not allowed to have a skateboard at school. He wasn't like doing grinds on the rails or anything. It's just he had it with him. Yeah. It was like in the cl- coat closet in the classroom.
1: Oh, okay. So that's it's, like, like how he came to school, I'm assuming. Yeah,
0: exactly. So the principal is trying to pick a fight with a kid, basically. Alrighty. So he goes over, he's like, you know, young man, you know, you're not supposed to have that here. And he's like, yeah, dude, I know. And he's like, you don't call me dude. I am, a, I, am I have this doctorate and I will, you know yeah And he start, and the kid has glasses, and the principal starts pressing down on the bridge of the kid's glasses, like yelling Ooh. at the kid, getting in the kid's face. yeah and the kid just says, "Dude, like, says, dude, just like get your hand off my glasses." does not swear, doesn't raise his voice, nothing." Principal snaps and yells, "I'll rip your goddamned head off, picks the kid up by the neck with oh both God. hands, slams him into the side of a trash can, and lets him go, and then looks at the two and a half classrooms full of fifth graders that he just did this in front of. And says like kids what I just did was, was very wrong And you shouldn't do things like that And, and, and you can go outside to recess now <laughs> So we all go outside Okay and, be- and
1: Is it like that thing of like holy shit did you just see what yeah, you did Yeah exactly okay. Everybody
0: is like in shock and because I'm like I'm me, even at this age, uh, I'm telling kids like you know we should all refuse to come into school. We should like go on strike or something. Basically, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like I will make some signs. Yeah, like well,
0: yeah, you know this this he does you know this is not okay. Yeah, this is bullshit. And, yeah. and one of the things I was I remember even saying to everybody was, um, you know, my dad's a lawyer because it's fifth grade so I know my dad's a lawyer. I don't know who exactly being is but I know it's like important has to do with the law.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm
0: going to go home. I'm going to tell dad about this. I'm sure he can find somebody and like, you know, we're going to get the principal taken down because this is not okay. Yeah. So I get home and uh, my sister who was in kindergarten, she would get babysat uh, just like at a neighbor's house, like three, four houses down the street. Okay. Because I was old enough to be in the house by myself but my sister wasn't. And so I'm home for a bit. Just, you know, hanging out, and usually my dad would call, because, like I said, he was a lawyer, but he just had his own little practice, did, like, family law and wills and stuff like that. So he would call before he was about to come home, be like, hey, I'll be home in 20 minutes, you know, go get your sister. Yeah. And he doesn't call, but I figure like, okay, you know, it's, he's running late, whatever. Yeah. My mom gets home before my dad, which is weird, because mom almost never gets home before dad. But we're still, we're just, you know, okay, this is, this is... Oh, me. and your mom didn't even know. Yeah, my mom didn't even know yet. Okay. So... We're so we're just like, okay, and again, it's it's ninety six. Like dad had a beeper, I think, but it's not like that instant you know, you couldn't text somebody or call them in the same way yeah. like you would now. So I'm at our next door neighbor's house, just like shooting basketball with like their neighbor kid who's like a year or two younger than me and, and his dad. Uh and these two cop cars pull up to the front of my house. And and they walk into that and they get out and start walking into the house and I try to run into my like the neighbor kid's dad like grabs me and I just he, I hear my mom literally just screaming from inside the house. Yeah. And then I guess she must have called my uncle who was my dad's older brother uh, who also at the time was my mom's boss. <laughs> Your mom's boss? So my, my, uh, my, my uncle, my mom works, you said uh, earlier about working like with dental stuff. Uh, my mom works at a dentist office. Oh, really? She, she's front desk, but she used to do like hygienist stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, both of my dad's brothers are dentists. My mom met my dad through working for his brother. Oh, okay. So, at the time, she was still working at that office. She doesn't work at that office anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, so she calls my uncle, and, you know, he comes over and sits me down, and, and, yeah, just said, you know, there was a car accident, and my dad's dead. Oh, God. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, your sister had to have been, like, six years old when that happened? Right around that, yeah. Yeah, and, like... Was she in the room when that I happened, mean or? I I don't remember, honestly. You don't remember. Okay. Uh, but like, like, like I
0: remember I can remember a lot of details about that day, but but who, what exactly her I mean I'm I'm sure someone told her and things oh, yeah, like that. Uh, obviously, yeah. but, uh, but uh, I can't tell her story. Oh, <laughs> I can <yeah>. <laughs> I can't speak for her. Yeah.
1: But uh but you know, I mean I don't wanna go through like the cliche stuff. No of, go like, go ahead. Of like losing a parent, but I'm just
0: like I'm sure like that. Were you close with your dad? Uh, completely. He w- I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate that um, both both my dad when he was alive and my mom still being around, I'm very close to both of them. Really? Uh, I'm, I'm super thankful for the parents I have. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I, I've, I've talked to people about is, like, I have friends who, you know, they have a dad who's still around. But other than just being a chunk of their DNA, that's the most he ever was. Yeah. And I would much rather have had the time I had with my dad. Than to have some guy who's still alive Just a chunk of my DNA Yeah
1: uh,
0: Just like Oh this is This is just a guy I know Yeah There's some people who just like That's their
1: parents They just go like Yeah oh, this is a person yeah, That I know cause, cause my parents
0: Always encouraged me To to be me Being the weird kid that I was Yeah uh, You yeah. know they would The ones that were like Taping to libraries Museums or my dad and I, I remember we, we never had Like the boring Father son car ride It would yeah. always Like we'd be like Listening to the radio And talking about stuff Or Basically like what I would now recognize Is like basically like doing improv We would do improv in the car Really? Like he'd like make (laughs) up little voices And we'd like tell stories and stuff Oh my god Uh, I remember the (laughs) one year This was like third grade or so uh, We were driving to my grandparents' house For Christmas Eve And just listening to Christmas songs The radio and that kind of stuff And uh, my dad always uh, Because he was a lawyer But he he loved writing Like if he would have followed his passion He just would have been a writer Yeah and he was always very creative, very like dry funny. He never he wouldn't have been a performer, I don't think. He he was but could write really funny stuff. Yeah. And uh so we just started I don't know how I remember how exactly it started, but we just started writing like Christmas parodies. <laughs> just on the <laughs> drive to my grandparents' house. Oh, okay. And so as soon as we got there we're like, we need a pen and paper and just started writing them out. And they're like they're like you know third grade humor type stuff like <laughs> like Silent Night became Silent Gas. Oh, okay. <laughs> yellow, you know, uh, dashing through the snow became Yellow Snow. Like you know, Yellow Snow, Yellow Snow, don't eat Yellow Snow. Oh, what fun it is to watch the people who don't know how. <laughs> <Like>, oh, <laughs> like like that kind of a thing. You know, just yeah. like fun kid songs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like like it was that kind of a thing. Or he he helped coach my baseball team. I played baseball. That was a thing we both had in common. We both loved baseball. Yeah, uh, he just legitimately was like my best friend. That's awesome. Yeah, like I said, yeah. it's somebody who you know I I miss every day and was a huge impact on my life. But I, with zero hesitation, would much rather have the eleven or so years I had with the person I had than yeah. to have some dude who's still alive who's just oh yeah, that's my dad. He's that's a your dad.
1: And also, you kind of like had that. Or you're like, uh, hmm, how am I trying to word this? You had good memories with your dad. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: it was just not like, oh, man, I wish I got to know him. You did get to know him. To, to an extent. I mean, there's a difference still between knowing someone as a child versus knowing them as an adult. Yeah. Like, that's one of the things I, I love. My mom and I have a, just because of going through it with my dad, my mom, my sister, and I are all very close. We look out for each other. We check in on each other. We keep in touch. Yeah. um, And my mom and I, like... We'll, we'll joke about so much stuff and just get, getting to know my mom as an adult has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the the one time we did a, I and a few other performers did a charity show back home. Okay. And so we're at this bar afterwards talking because my, mom, my mom's life, she's very extroverted. She's life of the party. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're at this bar and she's buying drinks, everybody. And she comes over to us and we were having a discussion about like marijuana and drugs and what should be legalized and what shouldn't. And yeah. just, just having like just just a conversation about it. Yeah. And this mom comes over, she's like, what are you guys talking about? And we're like, well, yeah, whether drugs should be legal or not. And she's like, well, what kind of drugs? She's like, are like pot. And she's like, pot's not a drug. That's just hippie lettuce. And then she <laughs> walks
1: off. It's like, wait a minute. I kind of want to pick your brain about that more. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or, I, or I remember one time, this was in high school. We were, we were driving somewhere. And I'm like, I've always been a very picky eater. I'm somebody who gets anxious about trying new things just in general, not just food, yeah. just in life. And she was giving me like the you know the parent parent you need to be more open to the world and try new experiences speech and she's like for example like like beer I didn't like beer the first time I tried but then I kept drinking and eventually I liked beer and then she got yeah. herself she's like wait am I just am I talking to my kid in high school and telling him to try beer
1: <laughs> Oh wait you're in high school when this happened Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, under, <laughs> yeah, underage drink. Yeah, come so, on, <laughs> do something crazy. Yeah, so I mean, were
0: you like that as a kid? Oh, or not you, like, at all. Like I didn't drink till I was twenty three. Oh
1: no, oh, no, no, that's what I meant. Where you're like, <laughs> you were like um, straight edge. You were, like... yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like you didn't like getting in trouble. No, or? I
0: like I got detention once in high school, but that was because of a stupid policy. They quickly changed. Like so, this was. I hate the fact that we live in America, and I have to use the phrase, I forget what school shooting this was in response to. Oh, God, yeah. But after a school shooting, there was all that. You know, we have to do things to keep the kids safe and blah, blah, blah. So the school district created a policy where you had to wear your student ID, like, on a lanyard. Yeah. And that was their big response to school shootings. I was like, what? But... Like, this, you know, those were kids that shot the other schools and the lanes aren't bulletproof or anything. Like, yeah, what are your friends, you like some ho- like some homeless junkie with a, with a gun's going to come in and hold on. You don't have an ID. We know you're not a student. <laughs> <laughs> so if you forgot your ID, you got detention. And the one day I forgot my ID, so I got detention because... Oh. Like that that's the extent of trouble I got into in high school, <laughs> yeah, and that's like
1: one of those situations where like, okay, well, you have detention. It was never like it, I'm assuming it wasn't like a big screaming match, oh no, it's like it was, like, yeah,
0: well, it was yeah. like, okay, this is stupid yeah, like yeah, like, yeah we it. know it's stupid because that cause that's how I was <laughs> as a kid like i'm I'm very I, I i like I'm someone who I could never be in the military. I think this is one of the reasons I'm not a religious person is i have a I have a hard time just blindly accepting things. No. Like like if it's if I if I think something makes sense, it makes sense, and I'll go along with it. But if even at like my day job, if like my manager comes up to me and says like Hey, you know, we need you to do this today," I'm like, "Okay, well, I think that's a really bad idea. Let me tell you why." <laughs> oh, really? You you say that at your day job? I mean, I mean, I mean, not in like a disrespectful way. Yeah. But if it's like you know, here's our new strategy to better sell this item. Yeah. And I think, well, okay, well, that, that's an idea, but I here's what, here's what I think is a better way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll tell, I'll tell them and just, you know, if, if, if they disagree, then fine. I understand I have to do it. Yeah. But exactly. I will be like, Hey, what about this?
1: <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm jealous of that. Cause like, uh, I mean, like I grew up always just, you know, accepting what was around me. Yeah. And I'm I think I'm starting to get that now in my mid twenties. I mean, I'm tw- I turned 27 a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, yeah, I just always accepted everything. It was just like I never second-guessed anything. And even at work, I'm just kind of like, oh, all well, I guess I'll just accept this, I yeah. guess. Even like now. And mm. I'm really jealous of people who can just fly out say like,
0: yeah, you know, I'm not fully sure well, that's going to work. I, I yeah. think it has to come with just, I, I, I have a great sense of, of self. Like no matter, how, no matter how good I feel, no matter how depressed I feel, I know who I am. I know what I'm good at. I know what my strengths are. I know what my weaknesses are.
1: How long did it take you to get to that feeling,
0: though? I don't know. Like, I mean, like, was there
1: a time where you didn't feel like that, and it was just? I mean, I mean, like, I
0: mean, there's like the time after, like, the year or two after my dad died, where it was just okay. I'm just nothing but depressed, and life is meaningless. Did you like ignore friends? Did you? Um, I I don't know. I mean, bad? I I had friends, but it was. It's also it's that thing like it's like it's seventh eighth grade. You're getting you're getting like sixth seventh you know grade. You're getting out of. Elementary school, you're starting to become not an adult, but you know less of a kid. So you're falling you with different friends, and yeah, it's just it's a weird transition. You're
1: learning mode. how to be mean. You like you start seeing kids like yeah, that's like around the time where I started noticing
0: kids being assholes. Uh, I I can remember that. Way younger, just because oh, I, yeah. I was always just the
1: weird kid. Yeah. Uh, and like kids would just come up to you and just like flat out just insult you to your face. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Like, and uh, I, being a sensitive guy yeah. and like having like someone come up to you and just being like, hey, what's up, pussy? And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs>
0: like, yeah. And yeah. one of the things that helped me a lot um, was just uh, kind of that thing of like, just being like, I don't care what these people think. Like, yeah. If someone, like, if I'm walking down the street and some random person comes and is like, hey, you suck. Like okay. Thanks for the input.
1: Yeah, thank you. All right, I'll try to I'll I'll, try. I'll I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. You know, if you're
0: if you're somebody I care about, then then yeah, I'll listen to your feedback and I'll take things to heart. But if yeah. you're just some random person or if you're somebody who's just like a jerk, like yeah. okay, that's great. Yeah. You don't like me. Okay. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Uh, I'm getting better at that now. Uh I mean, there are times where like uh I can't even like fucking describe it yet like like this is my bread and butter like talking about like depression and anxiety. Oh, I-, I love this kind of stuff. So yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean like uh repeating myself, but like I am slowly getting to that, but there are those times where just like like almost like anything can just trigger my anxiety. Oh yeah. It has to be it can be like nothing. And it's just, at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. Everyone at my job is, like, being even more talkative because they're, like, fried. Yeah. And then I'm shutting down, but they're more energetic. Mm-hmm. And then that could make me feel weirder. If like, you know, if I'm just, like I don't know what it is because I'm just, like, this ball of anxiety. I, I, and sometimes, like, I need my alone time, but I go, like, oh, I can't, like, hide if I'm at well, work. But,
0: but you can to a certain extent. Yeah, like like I'm I'm somebody who one of the, one of the things that uh, like I, I'm much more comfortable with with who I am now because it's between knowing who you are and being comfortable with who you are. I've always known who I am. It's taken me a long time to get comfortable with who I am. Yeah, <laughs> um, why were you uncomfortable with who you were? Because I didn't like myself. Oh yeah, like but what
1: I, about you? Didn't you like? Were you just like, oh, I'm into I all this nerdy uh, stuff? No, I, no I, I never. I never felt
0: bad about that. Just yeah. just um, I'm somebody who. Like I remember, uh, I like I I was I was always a smart kid, and yeah. a, a, and smart as an adult. But like, I think I graduated high school with like a C plus average. Oh really? Uh, I dropped out of college twice. Really? Yeah.
1: Whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Like, where did you go to college? Uh, Point Park. That's what brought me to Pittsburgh. me, okay. Um, did you drop out of Point Park twice? Yes. Or? See, I went to Point Park for a semester Mm -hmm. at the end of 2014. And that was at a point... Like, 2014, in general, was just a shit year for me. Yeah. And, like, ending the year on that note, where I was like... Like, I was so depressed. Mm I was like, I can't do this. Like, I... And then, like, the next, next month, next year, I started taking improv classes. But, like, you dropped out of college twice.
0: Was it mainly because of your mental health? That was a big part of it, so... So when I I started, I went to Point Park because um, I started off as a journalism major and I've always, because I've always loved writing and I did the high school newspaper and stuff. So I figured like, okay, journalism can be a way to pay the bills because in like 2003, (laughs) journalism wasn't totally dead yet. there were still newspapers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, And I did that for like a semester and a half and I just quickly realized that the program made me hate writing. It just turned writing into a math formula. It took all the joy out of it. Yeah. And so I left that. I went to secondary ed, uh, teach like high school. And all that was was basically learning how to get kids to pass a standardized test. No. And I, I hated doing that. And like I could have done it. But I'm one of the people who I think teaching is such an important thing that unless your heart's completely into what you're doing, maybe you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Because I can think about teachers I had who really helped me grow as a person and, and learn to think. Not to think like them, but how to critically think and look at the world. Yeah. And and to say, Okay, here are all the facts in front of me, what does this mean? What does this add up to? Versus just read this book and regurgitate these facts. Yeah.
1: Just uh read the PowerPoint
0: and like as you get older, you can totally tell when a teacher's just not into it. Yeah, and yeah. and I had some of those teachers, and I was I was so afraid of becoming one of those teachers that I left that program. Yeah, and then I just ended up in the English program, which was just basically an overpriced library card. Just a lot of <laughs> reading. Yeah, just read this. Did and you enjoy the stuff you had to read most of the time? No. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is one of the reasons I was super unhappy. Plus, like my depression kept getting worse and worse. And was like nothing triggering the depression? Uh, was I mean, like stuff so, happening in your life. Where uh, just... Some of it was just because I felt lost and unhappy with college. Oh, yeah. Um, because even even like that, it it was never it was never a thing of like, I'm going to go to journalism school and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. It's like, well, I guess I, I guess I'm supposed to go to college. I guess I'm supposed to go do this. Yeah. So this <laughs> is what I'll do. Ah, uh, like
1: and the fucking thing you just noticed was like, oh, I'm supposed to do this. Like, I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to have kids. Yeah, I'm supposed to do this shit and that shit and that shit, and
0: then that can fucking mess with your head. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember, like, my, my plan. I originally I, I wanted to go to some kind of schooling and, and continue things, but I wanted to take a year off just to like figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah, but that was that was a no no, and so I went to college. <laughs> uh, to just get a bunch of stuff. Did, did not, your parent, did yeah, your my mom say Yeah, my what? mom really, really pushed stuff. And she's, and she like, she's now even said like she regrets how she handled some of that kind of stuff. And we've yeah. had a lot of good discussions about it. Um, and I mean, it's all on me too. I could have stuck up for myself better and things. But um, it was just, it's one of those things where I'm somebody who uh, I can't fake enthusiasm. If I care about something. I will go above and beyond. Like I remember I had this uh 10th grade English class that I loved. Yeah. And we read this ridiculous uh Russian short story. It was a, it was a well-written short story uh called The Young Man Who Flew Past. And okay. it, it's like a six-page short story, maybe a little bit longer, but uh the, the basic premise is there's this wife having an affair with a dude. Okay. Husband husband comes home screams at them both. And throws the dude out the window, and they live on like the six or seventh story of the building. Okay. So the story is everything the guy sees and thinks as he falls to his death. Really? Yeah. It's a it's a neat story, but which some of it's looking back on his life. But then the story gets to this point of like, you know, as he fell past the fifth floor, he looked in and saw this scene, which reflect made him reflect on this from his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it just it just it got to a certain point where it just like felt ridiculous. Yeah. And it was like, a, how
1: uh, you have all that stuff going on in your head right before you die. Yeah.
0: It, and it was a short story? Yeah, it was, a sh- it was a short story. It was maybe seven pages. Okay. And I thought the story was, was well written, but it was just so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, that after class that night, I went home. And this was not for an assignment. This was just because I I had a fun idea. I wrote a sequel to the story. Really? Uh, Did you give it to your teacher? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) She loved it. She thought it was hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, The sequel I wrote was then called The Woman Who Went Plummeting Downward, uh, (laughs) where the husband then throws the wife out the window. So it's everything the wife sees and thinks while she falls. Yeah. But it takes everything to an exaggerated stance. Like in the original story... Like, the guy, as he's falling through in one of the windows, he sees, like, a young man studying a book, and it makes him think about, like, oh, he wishes he would have focused more on school and been more academic and, you know, things like that. Whereas in my version, the wife, as she falls down, she's able to read the paper the guy is writing. It's full of factual errors, and she makes her think about her <laughs> own stupid children. Like,
1: <laughs> 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 well, okay, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. She sees this paper and she makes her think about her dumb well, children? Like, like,
0: like, like it, it's that... So so in the, in the original story, the young man, he sees this guy, you know, like reading or writing a paper, something academic. Okay. And it makes him think about his own academic, like, failings and successes and things like that. Oh, as he's falling? Yeah, as he's falling. Oh, like, he's okay. able to look into the window and see this happening. So in oh. my version, she's able to look into the window and go as far as to read his paper as she's falling and comment yeah. <laughs> on how his paper is full of errors and he's an idiot. And it reminds <laughs> her of her own idiot kids. <laughs> You have a lot in common with my son,
1: yeah, <laughs> the, like, my uh, dumbass yeah. son, yeah. Yeah,
0: so, so that and that wasn't even like that wasn't for a grade. That was just something that I thought was fun to do. And then my teacher, like, a few, like, told me, like, she would show. I don't know if she, if she still does or did, but at least for the next two three years, like, she would actually show my story to her classes after they read that. Really? Because she thought it was just that good and that neat. That's really cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm somebody who, if, if I care about stuff, I really deeply care about it and will bust my ass to do it. But if yeah. I don't care. I can't fake caring. Like, yeah. like I would. Like I had this. Um, like I, I talked about how I'd get so frustrated with the classes where it's just about regurgitating things. Yeah, you know, read this story and write the same paper that people have been writing since 1657.
1: Yeah. That
0: stuff just drives me nuts. And it's
1: like a repeated thing of like, okay, now this book. Now do the same thing with this book. Yeah. And again, 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 yeah, yeah.
0: And like, like, I had a class on Geoffrey Chaucer and The Canterbury Tales. Okay. And I have no idea. I have it, no it, idea it, what it, that it, is. It's, uh, Chaucer is like one of the classic, classic English authors, but he's from like I think the 1500s or 1600s, but before English actually like officially existed. Yeah. Like pre-English English, which is closer to German than it is modern English. And The Canterbury Tales is a collection of short stories. They're mostly comedies. Um, it's one of those things that it's, 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 very academic. Yeah. So we, I had this class on Chaucer and the Canterbury Tales, and we have to read it in the original pre-English language English. Okay. Uh, at least after the class is set up. So you're given basically a week to learn an entirely new language. And I. Just, oh, like the old English? Yeah. Okay. It goes like one hath shield and shoulder and rotten. And it's. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it's not even close. It's because it's closer to German, but it's it's weird.
1: See, that would be my like fake enthusiasm type of thing. I'm like, ah, crap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and I would and try I, to like. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't learn the language. I couldn't get into the class. And my classmates were like, yeah, we just read the translated version. I'm like, yeah, but that's not how the class is set up.
1: <laughs> oh, you didn't want to like cheat your way through. You wanted to like commit.
0: Well, like, like uh, to, to me, to me, it, I'm, I, I get stubborn about the, those things of if I, if I really think I'm right about something. And so I thought like, this class is bullshit. And so. If it's set up as a bullshit class, I'm going to take it as a bullshit class. And if I fail it, I fail because it's a bullshit class. Okay. Not because of my own ability. <laughs> and I ended up dropping the class um, because I knew I would fail it. And that was the guy who was also, like, the advisor and the head of my department. And I, I remember, like, and he was like, what kind of things do you like? And I'm like, I love uh, comedy. I love satire. I love uh, comic books. And as soon as I said, the comic books, he gave me this look of, like, oh, I get it. You need the pictures to understand the stories. No. And I was like, <laughs> And no. is that true? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, they, help. they help. They, they help. Uh, they help. But like, are you a big reader? You, oh yeah. I mean, I, I like my bag right there. I have, uh, I think, two comics and a, a book. That's uh, it, it's fiction. It's part fiction, part nonfiction. In a sense, uh, it's called "How to Invent Everything." Okay. And the premise of the book is, uh, congratulations, you're a time traveler, and somehow you've gotten stuck way back in time. Do you do you want to rebuild civilization? Here's how to create a language. Here's how to build a society. Here's Nothing. how to do everything to create a world. Alrighty, and it's a really really cool book. Um, how to invent everything? Yeah, it's by um, oh my god, I forget his name. All of a sudden, he writes this. He writes the Squirrel Girl comics as well. Squirrel yeah. Girl, Squirrel Girl, yes, one of the the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Oh, nice! Uh, who's is is one of my absolute favorite characters? Oh, Ryan North, Ryan North, Ryan North. Uh, okay, is, is the author's name? It's a it's a, a, a great a, book.
1: Okay, so wait, uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. okay, was this a college class or was this a high school class?
0: The, the Chaucer class was college, college. Okay,
1: and was this? First time through college or second time?
0: This was first time through college. And then the the other thing that also attributed, so I was just, I was really unhappy because my classes didn't feel fulfilling. Oh. It it was, it was. You wanted,
1: was it the whole thing of like, no, I want to be inspired. I want to, yeah.
0: I want to feel challenged, but not challenged like because, oh, I don't understand this language. I'm not challenged. Yeah. Challenged in the way of like, let's have a good intellectual debate. Like I remember I, I got into two big arguments, not like shouting matches, but like intellectual arguments with my Shakespeare teacher. This teacher who has a doctorate in Shakespeare spent her life teaching Shakespeare, and uh, like we covered Romeo and Juliet. And I'm not, I'm not anti romance. I like, I, but I hate Romeo and Juliet with a fiery passion. <laughs> okay. that story is garbage. Um, at least the way people treat it now, because you know, you hear it, it's classic cliche. You know, I'm a Romeo, Romeo looking for my Juliet. It's, it's a love, you know, all that kind of thing. Romeo and Juliet were maybe 14 in that story. Yeah, I
1: have no idea. I don't think I've ever read.
0: Yeah, like, like and, and the entire story they meet, fall in love, and die. That takes place in twenty four hours. Really? Yeah, the entire time frame they meet at a party. Their love is forbidden because their families are feuding. Uh, they both commit suicide by the end of it because things get there's confusion. Yeah, and so they and, and people talk about it like it's you know this epic romance. And, and to me, I see two middle school kids who lusted after each other for a day and ended up dead.
1: Yeah. Like I just
0: I just don't think that's romantic. Yeah. Um and so I'm kind of having this debate with my teacher about why I don't feel this is, should be like upheld as the as the great epic romance. It's, it's a cautionary tale to me. And I remember, like I turned to the class. I was like, "Okay, everybody, think about like your first middle school crush." Yeah. "Do you think they were worth killing yourself over?" Yeah. "Because <laughs> that's what Romeo and Juliet is. It's a middle school crush." Yeah. And and so my teacher disagrees that and she's like, you know, well, at least, you know, while they are dead in this by the end of the story, they are then together for the af- and together forever in the afterlife. And yeah, <laughs> I'm like, OK, fine. Let's let's run with that idea. Like I didn't prepare for this argument. I'm just going. Yeah. And I said to my teacher, OK, Romeo and Juliet are together forever in the afterlife. This is 1500s, uh, if not Sicily, that general section of Italy. They would have been Catholic. In Catholicism, you commit suicide, you go straight to hell, yeah, <laughs> so my teacher with a doctorate had never thought of the Romeo and or in hell angle really did so what did she respond with she just she just looked like I punched her, like she was speechless <laughs> and so it was, so it was that thing of like all right, i like why am I taking this class? If I'm able to have this debate with with my teacher as a doctorate as teaching this class, yeah. What am I gaining By sitting in this class Yeah Like, like I I know I'm someone Who is intellectually And uh, ability, Has enough ability To have the piece of paper That says I'm a smart person But I And you're
1: confident th- in that You are comfortable saying That like yeah. I'm smart I yeah. know things
0: I, and, and I don't mean that In an egotistical way Because there, there's a hell of a lot more I don't know than I know Yeah <laughs> Because that's Any, any person who, who Has any sense Should know <laughs> that There's so much more In the world That you could ever oh, know Oh yeah But It's humanly impossible To know yeah. everything but I I can't jump through the hoops. Like it's, you know, do, uh, here's this high, you know, in high school here, here's what we covered today in class. Now go home and do this word search that recaps everything we did today in class. Well, I, I was in class. I know what we did. Why do I have to do this word search? Yeah. Well, because you're supposed to, but I already know this stuff. This doesn't benefit me in any way. Yeah, I'd rather it's just be...
1: reminding what we went over. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I I, I have trouble with that. No. this is a college class. I mean, I didn't I didn't have word searches in college, but that was but yeah. But yeah, this was this was a Shakespeare college class, and the other thing too was so I was I was just com- completely unfulfilled. I was depressed. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Um, and I've had uh, insomnia trouble since I was a kid as well. I just, yeah. I've always had trouble sleeping. And when I was in college, my doctor gave me a prescription for Ambien. Okay. And to skip a bunch of steps, uh, I eventually became uh, somewhat dependent on that.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: And uh, – Like addicted? I, would, I don't know. But it was, it was definitely like taking it to the point where it was a problem. Oh, really? Uh, so like when I started taking it, uh, I could take half an Ambien. And at the time, I didn't drink. But looking back, I could take half an Ambien – and in like 20 minutes be drunk wasted and another 10 minutes after that be asleep for eight to 10 hours. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> as someone who just does generally have trouble sleeping, like it was great. Yeah. To, and I wasn't taking it to like to have fun. It's, just, oh, I need to sleep tonight. Yeah. And 30 pills would last me a few months because I was taking half a pill occasionally.
1: Okay.
0: But then as classes got worse and I got more and more depressed, I was taking it more often because then there's that thing of, hey, if I'm asleep, I'm not freaking out about things. Yeah. Uh So I hit a point where I could take an entire Ambien and I would get really high for lack of a phrase, but I wouldn't fall asleep. And so I talked to my doctor and he's like, well, if you need to, you can take a Ambien and a half or something. Yeah. And eventually I just kept building up a tolerance. And so I I would go through 30 pills in less than 30 days even. Jesus. And I hit a point where... I'm never sure if I should say I tried to kill myself or not. Um, Because. What do you think though? Like what what was going on in your mind? Well, it's, it's here, here's the best way I can describe it. So I took anytime I would take more than like one, it would be like, okay, I took one. It's been a while. I'm still awake. I'll take another half or something like that. Yeah. And the, the night I overdosed, I, I took either two and a half or three overall throughout the course of the night. And I remember thinking, okay, I know this could kill me. I don't necessarily want it to, but if it does, I'm okay with that.
1: Oh, so what, you're at that point where like, you didn't care about yeah, the Yeah, and that's
0: why, I'm, that's why I'm always like iffy. Un- I mean, basically, yeah, it's a suicide attempt, but it wasn't in the same sense of like I'm taking 10 of these to make sure it does the job. Yeah. It was just the, yeah, there's, it, it's in the same sense of like if you closed your eyes and ran across a highway, there's a chance you might make it across, but there's a very good chance it'll kill you. Yeah, it'll kill yeah. So I mean getting, when you take that many ambient, it
1: just gets you high, do you not fall asleep. Uh, just... Well no,
0: eventually eventually you would you would fall asleep. So so I, I'm somebody who look, like, I don't I drink now, but I don't do any other drugs, so it's hard to compare. Yeah. Um But when you would take an ambient and not fall asleep, there there's two ways I would describe lack like, of the the ambient high. There is the good ambient high of like I I am I am pure positivity. I am the greatest <laughs> I'm the greatest shit ever. I Yeah, am. I'm on cloud 9. I yeah. I feel really good. Yeah. And and then there's the exact opposite where it's like, "Oh, I'm going to sit in the shower in the dark and listen to Pink Floyd because that's all I can do." Yeah. Um <laughs> and just and just I fuck, I'm the worst anything. <laughs> um so Yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh it, the clarity. There there's there's no ambiguity. Either you were the greatest you were the worst. There is no middle ground. Oh yeah. So, I had I had that night where, eventually, like I said, it was just like it was like just fuck it. I just want to stop. Yeah. If I sleep, I sleep. If I die, I die. I don't really care which way it goes. Yeah. And eventually, I fell asleep. I woke up. It didn't feel like much longer. After, I ran to the bathroom and I threw up like black crayon black, like chunky black oh. crayon black, uh, which means you're internally bleeding. Oh my god! And your stomach walls are dissolving. And Ugh. Uh, and then because I lived by myself at the time in a dorm room and was just that out of it, both like emotionally and mentally from the pills, uh, I just stumbled back to bed. Like I didn't think, oh fuck, I should go to the hospital or I should tell someone or, you know, Yeah. so I woke up however longer later and the next day I'm like, all right, I can, I can taste vomit. I definitely threw up. But I had heard stories about things saying, you know, oh, like people had Ambient and like hallucinated or slept walked or did. Yeah. So, so that special denial kicks in. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I definitely threw up. There's no way, like, I threw up. You tasted line. in your mouth. Yeah, because like- I didn't. I didn't think to brush my teeth or anything. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> okay. I was just that. Because I was just like that out of it. Yeah. Because you know, if, you, if you, <laughs> for those of you that are fortunate enough to never thrown up, uh, let me tell you, brush your teeth afterwards. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> I do that with anything like I feel weird if I don't brush my teeth yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I go into the bathroom the next day to go brush my teeth and I remembered getting all in the toilet I did not get it all in the toilet it looked like I had somebody taking like a can of black spray paint to the wall oh my god and and began again I was I was so depressed and in such a bad space like I still I didn't go to a doctor I didn't tell anybody this happened for months
1: Really? Yeah, and that was. And my were you? And was your like stomach
0: killing you? I, I, it's it's basically. Uh, so, uh, eventually, I learned the, the term for throwing up like that. The uh, the shorthand version they call it coffee grounds because it looks like you're throwing up coffee grounds. The, the puke is called coffee grounds. Yeah, because oh, it it has it has the color and consistency of like if like the coffee grounds have been sitting in the machine all day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, and. Yeah, I just, and, and that was, so that was the last semester I was at college. To, and to start, was this start, the second time? This is can... the first time. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Be, because... Was it, the second time even worse? No, it wasn't as bad. Okay. But but that was the, re- but the reason I dropped out was it started to feel like it was heading back in that direction. I'm like, I wasn't taking pills or anything like that. But it was, I was I was hitting those levels of depression again yeah. where I wasn't sure if I wanted to be alive anymore. Oh, yeah. And, and also, you were going back to the
1: place where you felt depressed. Exactly. And you were... Okay, as a fellow person who's got to, who goes through depression, I, I wanted to – hold on. I'm going to turn the lights on in here. It's starting to get dark. Hold okay. on. Fill the time.
0: So, uh, yeah, basically I, w- I went back to Point Park uh, mostly because, like, well, I, I knew I had a lot of credits there. I wasn't sure what would be transfer, yeah. so that was part of it. And also, uh, in the, in the few years I had been away, they had started a whole new creative writing program. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll go back and I'll try that. Maybe it'll be a better experience. And I did have were some... were you writing before, like, yeah, I mean, between I, I, that? I, I've always written since I was a kid.
1: Um, That's, like, been one of the consistent things in your life.
0: Yeah, writing or performing. Like, like, lately I haven't written any stories, but I'm writing stuff for the stage. and I'm.
1: You're doing... Yeah, stand-up. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm, some, I'm always creating stuff. Okay. Um, and I, I did have some really good teachers, but I was just... I was in a bad mental place, and I think that brought up a lot of stuff in me, again, that I really hadn't mm. resolved yeah. Uh from the first time I was there. Were you going to therapy? Uh, at time? that point no. Which is one of the things I started later on and that was, you know, helpful. Do you still go to therapy? On occasion.
1: Oh, so you don't have like a consistent. No, it,
0: it it's I mean it's at the, right now it's kind of at the point where like like I I've been seeing the same same therapist for for years now and there was like an every two weeks every, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And then eventually I just kind of hit a point where like if I'm having a really shitty brain week, I'll be like, "Hey, next week I'm off Wednesday and Thursday. Do you have anything open?" Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, sure. I got you know Wednesday at noon. Stop by. Okay, cool. will see you then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's it's kind of just a take as needed type thing. And, and a lot of the time, uh, when I see my therapist, it's a lot of just me saying like, "All right, like here's where I'm at. Here's what's going on. Here's how I feel about this. Yeah. Does this stuff make sense?" Because one of the things that, uh, like, I wouldn't wish the mental health problems on anybody, oh. but the, the big advantage i found of dealing with them since I was a kid, knowing that I had these things before my dad died, is being very used to them. Yeah, And, like, like if, if, I'm start, if I start feeling really down, I can kind of step back and be like, okay, I'm really struggling to function today. Did something happen? Or is this just my brain chemicals don't like me today? Shit, I've gone through. The, I've gone through the same thing, dude.
1: Yeah, we like what I was talking about. Like at work, I just get like super anxious, and I was like, nothing happened. Like I didn't have like an awkward bad experience with anybody. Mm-hmm. It, it just fucking happens. Yeah, yeah, and you wonder like why this is happening, and there are times we like, like I said before, like, oh, I need to be alone. But there's times where I just go, like something's going on, and I can't really describe it.
0: Yeah, and 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 one of the things that I really learned, uh, kind of on my own, and then I told these things in my therapist. Like, no, those things make sense. Keep doing those things. Those things work for you. Yeah, <laughs> um, is to be able to say like, okay, like I'm off work today. I feel like garbage. There's a lot I should do today. But if the best thing I can do today is lay in bed and watch Futurama all day, <laughs> there's a lot worse things I could do too. Yeah, and I'm you know it's not it's not it's not where I'd like to be. But knowing knowing your limits, oh yeah, and and knowing that it's so it's the, the thing I I always say to people when we're having conversation about mental health or even just. Like she will say to customers at work, like somebody just you, you make a little fible, you make a little mistake, you have whatever. So, yeah, that that's being human. Yeah. You know, it's it's okay to to not be okay. Oh yeah. Like like you were saying about how sometimes you feel like you can't be around people at work. I feel the same way sometimes. So you know what? You need to duck into the bathroom for five minutes and just like, okay, I'm gonna be in here for five minutes, I'm gonna listen to this song on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> just take them. just take a minute and take then take a breath. Yeah. Yeah okay there's no shame in that
1: oh yeah no no i don't feel no shame i just go like i can't do it a bunch of times a day yeah. i just can't yeah and <laughs> it's funny story i there's one point where i i did it a lot mm-hmm. and my boss at the time <laughs> gave me diarrhea pills <laughs> <laughs> he was like it's like dude you're going to the bathroom way too much I was like take these man trust me they'll help you i was like okay i will man i'll yeah. i'll give them a try you got to keep that bluff going <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, gotta let that shit go through. Yeah, and yeah. that's one of
0: the things that, that's for me too. Like because I try to be so open about this stuff on stage and off. Like I'm, I'm fairly honest with with my with my job, where I'll be like, you know, hey, you know, normally you know I'm super helpful. Um, I'm here. I'll do whatever you ask. I'm having a really bad brain day today, so if I'm kind of just off today, I apologize. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's not you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
0: not you if I'm if I'm not running around helping stuff. If I'm not as yeah. on. Yeah. I've been, I've been a little honest at my job
1: about like my anxiety, like talking to people like, oh yeah, I I get so in my head. I worry. Yeah. Like when other people, like my boss goes out of the room, I go like, oh fuck, am I getting fired? Yeah. And like, but I haven't like dove deep into it. Cause there's like, okay, I'm fine with letting them know that I take medication. Mm -hmm. I have anxiety. I, eh, I, I mean, I told them I take antidepressants, I think. I don't know. I'm fine with like saying that stuff, but like. And I love being open, like, you know, knowing we're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't say this because it might hurt somebody else and they have confidence in me telling me this information. But, like, I'm fine with getting deep about stuff, especially when someone's on board. Yeah. But like I like at
0: work, I have my limits. So I go like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna dive
1: deep into life shit. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: well, well, that's that's important too. I'm, I'm trust me, I don't walk up people and be like, hey, I'm Zach Funk. I tried to kill myself in college. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> let me get, let, yeah. let me get you something for your shower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's not that, but it's it's you just learning learning people's limits and and like for me, it'll be a thing of like, I'll tell people like, you know, hey, how much do you want to know? Like, you know, hey, are you comfortable with me telling you this? Yeah. <laughs> And I think just, just, just being open with everybody. Like one of the things I've, I, I always will tell to like, if somebody, you know, who's like my boss or, or whatever will be, just be like, you know, we're all just people working a job. Yeah. Like I know the difference between you were talking to me as my manager and the difference of you are talking to me as someone else who just has a job yeah. and is human. Because we're all just people trying to figure this out and get through the day.
1: Yeah, and As some people will admit that, and some people will be like, "No, nah, fuck it, it's not that." Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and and that's what I try to remind people about. Like I said, like I used to work in the paint department. People would get like really upset sometimes because you know they just can't find the right shade of blue, and they're so stressed out because it's the, the living room's gonna be off if this shade isn't perfect, and uh, yeah. you know. And and I'd say to them, you know, please don't take this the wrong way. Like I'm here to help you. We'll get this sorted out. Yeah. <laughs> but if the biggest problem you face today is picking out a shade of blue, that's a really good day. Yeah. did they were they pissed when you would say something like that? Ninety percent of the time they would get. Yeah. Every now and then you get somebody who'd get a little shitty about it, but most of them like, oh yeah, like you're right. You're right.
1: <laughs> With like the people who would get No, I love that people would be on board. Yeah. But of course, like where my brain's going it was like what do the people say? Who like? What's the ten percent? Well, well like, you're, the... You
0: know, I'm the same way. You're performers. That's how yeah. we, we always focus on the negative. <laughs> yeah, um, they be like, well, no, you don't understand. Like, they wouldn't get upset at me. Like, no, it's just that. Okay, this clearly isn't about the paint color. Yeah. this is about you know. something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and then and you don't say that to them. But you're just like, All right, I'm just gonna lay off this. Then I made I made my pitch to yeah. be a human because <laughs> they're not
1: gonna open up to you. Go like, is there someone in your life that you're trying to impress? Yeah, it's like, do you really like? Is there like something you're like trying to show off? Did you just get a new house? you want to show it off to people yeah. and say, like, hey, I achieved this thing. And if it doesn't look so good, people start talking and then you, that will hit you mentally. And then you're like, I'm not coming to this store anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, that, that's, that's a bit, you know, you got to know your limits of those things. Oh, but yeah. that's one of things, like, I, I learned so young going through my dad's death and things is you learn just what's worth getting upset about. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I remember And that I, probably
1: took you some time, too. Oh, def-
0: definitely. Definitely. But it, because it wasn't like, oh, he was sick and we saw this coming or, you know, it just just a completely like they don't even know why it happened. Just he was driving back to his office from the courthouse and his car drifted in the other lane and hit a garbage truck. Oh my God. Like they don't know if he fell asleep. They don't know if he reached over to get something. They don't know if, you know.
1: And they still don't know. Uh,
0: I mean, I don't. Think I, how it's can that. you? T- how can you? Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And they say, you know, they say the accident killed him instantly and. If it had to happen, I'd like to think it killed him instantly. Yeah, um, you don't want him to suffer. Yeah, and but, he, but even that's something I and I have discussed about how like we're thankful if it happened, we never had for lack of a phrase, vegetable dad. We never had to decide what do we do with with dad. Oh, you never had like that kind of stuff. You wouldn't have to like visit a
1: dad who like who's there. But yeah, like, because like, like present,
0: yeah, yeah, like I talked about my old group home job. Like there are people who who would be in those situ- in those kind of houses who weren't born with a defect, but like. They almost drowned, and their brain didn't give enough oxygen. And then, the rest of their life, they weren't themselves. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm thankful that if it had to happen, it happened like that. Yeah. Um, because things could be could have been so much worse. But you you learn what's important. You learn that okay, you know, yeah, this person kind of made me upset. What if this is the last time I see this person? Do I want to? be the last thing I ever said to this person, be, you know, hey, fuck you, you ate the last slice of pizza, I hate you.
1: Yeah. And you really think about that stuff, like, all the time. Yeah, constantly. Yeah. I mean, I think about it sometimes in that way, and there are some times where, like, I, like, go through a situation, like, I took a class at Point Park, or I just have this weird experience, or I take a class somewhere else with just a group of people. Then after it's done, I do have this, like, feeling of going, like, I'm probably never going to see most of those people or all of them ever yeah. again. And that's something I
0: think about a lot. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. and that's normal. That that's just life going on. What, I, what I'm talking about more so is, is holding on to like anger and resentment and things like that. And grudges, you, know, you know, yeah. yeah you know, people, people fall in and out of your life yeah. and that's just, that's being human. That's growing up. That's whatever you're going to call it. But, oh yeah. Uh, there's a, uh, someone who's very much a big inspiration to me as a performer, as a person, is uh, Henry Rollins, if you're familiar with him.
1: Oh, uh, the Black Flag singer? Dave, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, among, <laughs> among other things. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm,
0: I'm one of those Henry people, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's this great quote quote from Henry that says, if I remember correctly, it's like, uh, to hate is to show you still care. Wow. <laughs> and that's always been very impactful on me. Because yeah. it, it is to me, like, if you're somebody who, like, oh, you were really horrible, okay. I just don't care anymore. Yeah, I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm not gonna waste my energy on you. Yeah, and
1: yeah, like I still know, like I'm still upset about the terrible thing that you did. Yeah, but I'm not gonna be angry about it anymore. Yeah, I just accepted it. Yeah,
0: it it happened. You are no longer my friend. You are no longer a part of my life. And you know, I'm I'm sad that what was no longer exists. Yeah but I'm not going to be upset about it because it's done. It's done. Yeah.
1: And that's a weird thing to go through. Yeah. I mean,
0: like, have you had like, um,
1: hm Have you had like sit downs with people where you apologized and like, yeah. I mean,
0: I, I've had, I've had things like that and I've, I've had, I've I don't know. I, I, I've, I've had stuff where like, um, about two years ago I was in a really serious relationship like to the extent of like we talked about getting married, we talked about the idea of like if we ever have a kid, what do you think about this name if it's a girl? Oh my god! Like to that level of conversation.
1: Okay. And, How
0: long were you dating? Uh, it was about a year. About a year. But oh, okay. it was, it was very. I don't, wanna say, I don't know. Intense is the wrong word, but it was. Uh, I don't know. It's, I I had never felt like that with a person before. Yeah. And we just clicked and especially when you, when I like, going through the kind of stuff like I did with my dad, like I've always struggled with the idea of being able to see any kind of a future because there is always that thing of, I could be in a random accident. yeah. I could have a, I could have an aneurysm at any point. I could have, you know, so being able to really think and say like, okay, you know, like if you're, like you'll be at like a job, like where do you see yourself in five years? Like I have no idea.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I can't picture I hate, myself. I don't like that question. Yeah, I can't yeah.
0: picture myself five years from now because I just... There's so many variables. Yeah. You never know what's the fuck's going to happen. Yeah. And you can have a general plan, but you need to be able to adapt to that plan because things could collapse at any minute. Yeah. And which also makes it really hard then to to like truly embrace when you have good things because you do you are waiting for it to just drop. And that relationship was like the first time, probably since my dad died, I was able to like clearly see like a future and felt like things were stable. Yeah. And you know skipping a bunch of stuff life just you know things didn't work out and we didn't have some like big like breakup you know fuck off i hate you fight or anything um and she was just having some doubts about the relationship and she had been through a lot of stuff before that and that's not my story to tell yeah um and she said you know i still really care about you and i still want this to work i think i just need to like be alone and kind of figure myself out right now and i said you know I'm I'm not looking to break up. I don't want to, but if that's what you need to take care of yourself, I'm not going to stand in the way of that because while I I love this relationship, I love you as a person more than the relationship. I care about what you need more than, you know, I'm not going to put my, put my own needs in front of yours. So if this needs to end, then you know. I hope we're still friends, and I hope we still can see each other and hang out and do stuff every now and then. And, yeah. And if we get back together, we get back together. If we don't, we don't. But I just I don't want you to stop being a part of my life. And she had said she felt the same way. Wow, oh, it's very vulnerable. To, to yeah. Do that. Yeah. yeah. And well, that's. It's. I don't know. I think it's if something's important to you, you need to be vulnerable. Yeah. And I've been getting into Brene Brown. I'm not familiar. I've heard the name, but I'm not too prepared. uh
1: She's, um, crap. I'm reading one of her books right now. I don't, I forget her job title, but she teaches at the University of Houston. She's a researcher and she spent most of her career, like researching shame, vulnerability, okay. and all these other, t- like empathy and all these like strong emotions. Yeah. And she really knows her stuff. That's have yeah. to look into that. Thank yeah. You, she though. has a special on Netflix okay. and she has all these books and. She has this TED talk that's like most one like the fifth most viewed TED talk on YouTube. That's really cool. About vulnerability.
0: Yeah. And and so for for me it is that thing of, you know, if something's really important, then you know, I, I I've never been somebody I don't care about looking stupid or saying something stupid or not being a man or you know, whatever. It's just, yeah. I've you, hated manly. Man yeah, stuff. I I oh, I my hate that stuff with a fiery passion. Yeah. It's you just you're human. Yeah. That's
1: it. Like, you ever see the videos of like uh, people going like, "What the fuck ever happened to men?"
0: Oh, that's yeah. That, <laughs> I I I love hate those things. Like, oh yeah, I, like, I, I, it's I, mainly
1: a conservative thing. Yeah,
0: and I I will talk to, like I because I've had discussions with people. I'm like, well, here's why I think you're full of shit, and here's why you're wrong. Um, and do they go like, "Oh, fuck you"? Yeah. Well, it's it's just okay. So you're like, well, you know, you're a real man. You don't you don't need to feel those things. I'm like, really? Because isn't it braver to feel them? Yeah. Isn't it braver to admit you're scared? Yeah. Instead of putting up this, but anyway, so yeah. <laughs> so we so we we split up, and then uh, we texted a little bit for a week or two. Yeah. And I kept trying to make plans just to do like something as friends, and we made plans. Yep. Then something came up on her end, and we can't. And so we can't I got canceled, and then she just kind of ghosted me, and that was really yeah. And you haven't talked to her since. No. Um, and that's been. Let's see here. We broke up and. Was it May last year? So it's been over a year now, and wow. it's one of those things where, like, I'm, 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 I'm at peace with losing the relationship. Yeah. There are still definitely days I miss my friend. Oh yeah. And I think like twice I've I, since the relationship ended, I've just called her on a whim and Just be like, hey, I'm just just trying to see how my friend's doing. Yeah. You know, and and not in a way of like, well, you can't function without me. Like, no, I, you know, if you found somebody else and you're happy, that's great.
1: You just miss your friend.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. like, oh, hey, here's this... You know, we would watch Doctor Who together. Hey, I'm watching... Hey, are you caught up on Doctor Who? Have you seen this? I'd love to hear what you think about it. Yeah. How's your dog doing? How is... <laughs> you know, just just that thing of... Like, I'm somebody who... Like, I don't care much about sex. It's fun, but it's not my priority.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I just... I care about just that a vulnerability and being able to feel close to people. And, yeah. And less less alone in the world. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, mean, you can find people you can do that with. It's amazing. Yeah. It really is incredible.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, and that's one of the reasons why, like, I don't care about superficial, you know, people like, well, you should, you you know, you like this, like you need to, you know, go out and get laid or something. I'm like, I don't care. That doesn't like, I learned once I started doing those things like that doesn't make me feel less alone. Yeah. It's, it's a, there's a nice little endorphin rush, but, but otherwise (laughs) it's
1: fun, but yeah. Yeah.
0: And I care so much more about not feeling alone in the universe, about feeling, okay, here is someone who who understands me, who understands what I've been through, and we can connect versus just like, oh, yeah, she's hot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Want to fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I just don't have that in me. And, uh, I mean... I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I recently got out of something and, you know, I felt like, yeah, we rushed. The, the sex wasn't the, the the problem. It was, but like, it, like I rushed into like the physical part of it and I was like, yeah, I mean, I should have like, uh, I kind of like I kind of like talking more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sex is great, but I'm just like, yeah, I kind of like, you know, the discussing and talking about feeling stuff. Yeah. that, so, like I can't really describe it now but like there's something really special about that that I
0: really appreciate yeah, well so, sometimes like you'll be online you'll see like that meme was like sex is great but you know have you <laughs> ever done this or ever and the first time I saw them I'm like oh yeah no I completely agree with that oh wait that's a joke oh, uh, Okay, <laughs> no that's just how I feel <laughs> yeah this is my main emotion yeah <laughs> Oh fuck because wow. uh, um, that, that's the thing that really has helped me with with the brain stuff even is just trying to remember that we aren't as alone as we think we are you yeah they were all just people and every you know everybody's broken everybody's trying to f- figure out how to get through the day yeah and if and the more that we can recognize each other as just as people and doncker and I'm not I'm not somebody who thinks like you know you can save the world you can you know, I can go around and I can get, you know give all my money to the charities and do this and do this and that's like that's not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can, uh, I, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm uh, earlier. I'm I'm not a person of, of faith. I'm not anti-religion. Yeah. Um, if it help whatever you believe helps you be a better person and doesn't hurt other people, I will support it. Yeah. But I've never had anything that makes sense for me. So I'm somebody who I don't I don't believe there is anything after this. Yeah. and I believe in in free will. I don't believe in destiny um, I, I like to say that um, I do accept that it could be my fate to not believe in fate because <laughs> if you're smart enough to know you could be wrong. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so to me the the world only is the way it is because we accept it we individually we as a town as a, as a nation as a culture you know I, I can go to a pizza place and give them twenty dollars and they agree that this piece of paper is worth this pizza. <laughs> yeah because we as a culture agree it yeah we as a culture say it's not okay to talk about these feelings We yeah. as a culture say it's you know yeah you know carry a gun with you at all times it's okay to yeah you know and, and it's still being talked about today exactly yeah. yeah and so so to me if the world is the way it is because we agree with it then if enough people just stop agreeing, Maybe you can change things, and like, yeah, I can't, I can't fix the world, but if I can, if I can talk to you and and help you feel more understood, yeah, and and part of something bigger, and and just less alone, then maybe that helps somebody else too. Oh yeah, you know, I've uh, I've talked, I, I talked to my first person out of suicide in tenth grade. I'm at about five now. I say about really? five because some it's it's always hard to tell you know how severe it is but like like the like yeah I'm seriously thinking about killing myself killing myself I need someone to talk to, I've I've done that for a few people
1: yeah and be like I'm here man and
0: yeah. and uh, you know thankfully they're all still here and living and living good lives and no matter like all, like those are things that help me on the days where I feel horrible like okay I I I hate myself today. I'm a failure in comedy. I'm a failure in college. I've got this job that's just a a day job. It's just a means of not being homeless. Yeah. Um, It's
1: a means of, like, I need money.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, I can, even on those days where I I feel like I'm not anything worthwhile for myself, I can at least step back and be like, okay, but here are the people I have helped. Yeah. And even if I'm not good for myself, I'm good for other people. Yeah. And I guess, like... (sighs) hello of, motorcycle
1: hello motorcycle um well, you're bringing up this all this stuff that i really agree with and it's just from what i learned just in life in general i mean like it's always unintentional for me but like after certain situations like i just go like all right i learned something yeah like i go like now i know like what like going through that what i don't like and how i want to do better at it mm-hmm. like you know like uh, putting myself out there and like trying to get a relationship, but I'm not like that type of guy who's like Ted Mosby from how I met your mother yeah. going like, it's like, okay, I need to be 30 and have my first kid. Cause I don't think I really want to have kids uh, well, right now. I don't know. Maybe my mind can change in like 10 years, Yeah. but just putting myself out there and like therapy has definitely helped. Just going like, all right, I went through this thing. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I don't want to crawl into a hole and die. Yeah. And I can and I learned from it. And I know now that like, there are certain situations like, okay, now I know I can do this thing. So next time, like it comes up, I know what to do now. And I know what I like. And I know like, uh, I'm learning to like, be more honest. Cause I noticed that like, I kind of hold in my opinion. That's why I'm so surprised with you who you don't hold in your opinion. Mm. And I really appreciate that. Cause like, I'm a guy who bites his tongue a lot <laughs> i go like well, I, I don't
0: mean there's, there's a difference too between like being like hey fuck you i'm right versus let's have a debate about this let's have yeah. a, let's have an intellectual discussion that that's where i try to come from the i admit i could be wrong but let's talk about this <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> let's talk it out yeah and uh, i wish i could do more of that but that's why i really like uh what you were talking about but yeah it's uh it's very interesting just like you know going through all this stuff and just Like learning, going like okay, I can do it. Yeah, and now I know how to maybe do it better, and maybe do in a way that makes me comfortable. And now, and I now know like how to mentally do it better. Uh, It's cool to learn that kind of stuff.
0: Every day, every day is a new deal. Every day is a learning experience, and I'm not. I'm I'm not somebody who is optimistic enough to ever tell anybody it gets better. Yeah, because uh, cause you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, and and that's not a knock against like the it gets better movement in terms of like LGBTQ stuff like that. Just just the whole idea of like I re- I remember uh, one of the one of the lessons I took away the most after my dad died was all the people who who said they'd be there or said oh, well it's going to be better you're going to get through this you're gonna you I mean I got through it but you. you when you're a kid and you go through that kind of stuff, so many adults don't think you really understand the words they're saying, like, what it means. Yeah. And I did. And so then it's like, oh, no. So all these people lied to me. This person says, well, I'm I'm, I'm going to be here if you need anything. And they say that and then they leave. Yeah. And then they never check in again.
1: Did you ever try to, like, call up one of those people? Uh, you, the- you
0: try to, to a certain extent, but it's... It's also that thing of like, you know, you're a kid and you're depressed and you don't have a car and you don't Yeah. <laughs> you know, be like, Hey You're stuck. Yeah.
1: So You know, so like everyone still says that after someone yeah. dies. I feel like I've done that, but I'm like there's a lot of times where I go like, they're not gonna talk to me.
0: Yeah. And and so so one of the things for me I always try to try to do is just to be as honest with somebody like uh just someone I know had had a parent die recently and we're not super close. You know, I know them yeah and i just said you know look i know you're at a different point in your life this is a different situation um but if you do want to talk i'm around if you don't like that's totally cool yeah you know i don't ever want you to feel pressured or anything like that but if you need an ear i'm around yeah and and also you know how it feels yeah Or, or like the the emptiness of uh my my teacher had all the kids in my class like make like homemade you know like construction paper cards like you know we're sorry your dad died like so i got like 30 cards yeah uh from the kids in my class and some of them were like oh like you're one of the bullies that would just like pick on me and be really shitty and as soon as i got to class you were just picking on me and being really shitty yeah so this is an empty gesture
1: yeah it was like you were forced to do this yeah
0: and and so for me it's one of those things of you know like it, there's there's a difference between like let's say you've got a job and oh hey you know somebody at the job had like a major surgery do you want to sign the card yeah i no, i don't i don't really want to sign a card because most people they sign the card and then they forget about it yeah for me it's not i'm not gonna i don't I'm, I'm i'm good on that but when that person gets back when just check it and be like hey how are you doing yeah <laughs> what what's going on yeah. you know that that thing of I, I hate empty gestures Those things that Well you're just supposed to do it And yeah. uh, I mean there's, there's the whole Just being nice Thing and, and I'm not saying You should be mean But I I hate fake caring Yeah And And that's the same thing Like with school for me Is if I If I don't care I just don't care about a class About a person About whatever But if you're somebody who Who I care about Or at least You haven't given me a reason To not care about you Like uh, the one day uh, Back at my old group home job um, I was working 3 to 11. Uh, all the clients were in bed by 9 o'clock. So the last two hours of the night, you're just kind of killing time. Yeah. And I was working with this lady who I think was in her 50s, um, who was a temp. I'd never met her before. Never worked with her again. And so it's like 9.30. We're just kind of hanging around. And I she, she just looks like really looks just depressed, like something's going on. I'm just like, hey, I know I'm just this dude at a job that you're working for as a temp at one night. But you don't look okay. Yeah. We have an hour and a half to kill. If you wanna talk, I'm here. Yeah. If you don't want to, I completely understand. Yeah. Don't don't feel pressure. But if you need near, the you know, we're here. Did she talk to you? Yeah, we talked for an hour and a half. Uh her sister just died a few days before. Yeah, And like we spent an hour and a half talking about like grief and coping and life and death. And yeah. by the end of the shift, um, you know, she had said, um, you know, I, I guess she was a very relig- religious person. And, and she said, you know, I think God sent me to this house tonight so I could work with you just to talk to you. And I said, well, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that because she believes that's true. Yeah. And whether I do or not really isn't important. Yeah. And I appreciate the the gesture of her saying that. And it's it's a thing of that didn't that didn't cost me anything. Just to, to take a moment to acknowledge somebody else's humanity. Yeah. And there's so much in our world that I think is a problem because of how we don't take the time to acknowledge each other's humanity. You know, they say like, well there there's poverty. There's enough money in the world to go around. There's enough food in the world to go around. But People choose to, to be selfish, not see the people as human. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm not saying I'm not so far to the left as I would say, you know, take everything and my, you know. Yeah. But but like at a certain point you have enough money. Um there's this there's this like this flash game, I maybe mean, it's not a flash, but like a browser game you can find online, uh, called Spend Jeff Bezos' Money. Have you ever seen this? No uh, So you know Jeff Bezos The guy who founded Amazon Yeah And it's like I think he's the richest person In the world now I found he's like number two Okay And so it's like One of those texts Choose your own adventure games So it's like alright One day you wake up As Jeff Bezos You are now worth This much money What do you want to do with it And here There's all these like Boxes you can check It's like okay I can check this box To end homelessness I still have This many billions of dollars Yeah I can check this box to, to make sure every single person has health care. I still have this much money. Yeah. I can check this box to make sure everyone has an education. I still have this much money. Yeah. I, at a certain point, it, it it just feels, I don't want to say immoral, but it, it's that thing of, I, I can't imagine having that much and not saying, what can I do to help? Yeah it it feel weird to have that much money Yeah Honestly To to be the human equivalent of like Smog from, from Lord of the Rings Being like yes I need all the gold I need all of it I am the dragon <laughs> I just need the gold <laughs> I'm a dragon I can't spend money there oh, No wait, dragon That's the dragon Smog. Yeah Oh okay Is that Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah Okay alright Yeah it's,
1: Cause it's, it's not really... important to the story but yeah, just but, yeah, yeah Yeah
0: It's you know I'm the dragon I need all the gold Yeah What are you a dragon for? You don't need currency You don't yeah. go to the dragon shop I know but I need the gold You don't have a wallet Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was <laughs> your problem, Dragon. Yeah, it's
0: it's greed, just for greed's sake, and it's uh, you know, like people people say, you know, well, you know, this is this is a this is a race issue, this is a sexuality issue, this is a gender issue. No, it's a human issue, and yeah. and not to say that race isn't valid and doesn't matter because it does, and and gender identity and, and all those things are are real and valid, but you know, black rights are are human rights, women's rights are human rights, yeah, and. We're all just people trying to get through this. And uh, again, not not to invalidate the experience people have been through, because I know, like, I am a a white male. I, you know, in in America, to a certain extent, won a lottery Uh, (laughs) in terms of things I could have gone through. But whenever I see people who just, you know, well, I hate that person because they're this. Yeah. Okay, why? How does that affect you? And they never know how to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not... Because people usually don't challenge it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that thing of, okay, they're they're a human. Yeah, they look a little different. They believe a different thing. Yeah. Does that hurt you? Yeah.
1: I wish... I really want to get better at calling that stuff out. Yeah. Sometimes I just go like...
0: I I roll my eyes and I go like, uh... Uh I don't want to start well, shit at work well, but, yeah. there, there's a time and a place like like as someone who who works in a hardware store and is a very liberal guy um there's a lot of time i have to bite my tongue at my job
1: oh you're like kind of like the odd guy out
0: or yeah i mean i mean there's there are people who are it's a fairly you know it's it's a hardware store yeah so there's a lot of fairly conservative people that work there and most of the time do like they a, know you're liberal if or? if they don't it's not hard to tell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would yeah. say that's the long-haired tattoo guy at the, <laughs> um, yeah but it's one of those things where like I remember the one day uh like sometimes I'll be like on in the break room on lunch or something and I'll, you know, put on headphones and read and I'll hear people talking about something about like, you know, how great Trump is and I'm just like, okay, just Bite your tongue. This is not my time, this is not my place. Yeah. But there'll be certain times where I can't. Like I remember this was this was years ago. Um I'm I'm not a football fan, so I don't even remember the guy's name, but some football player had gotten arrested or, or banned from some games or something. Um, because he beat his kid, like beat his kid with a switch so badly that the kid was like bleeding from his crotch. Okay, like just beat the fuck out of his kid. Alrighty. And so I'm in the break room that one in one day, and this is like a current news story, and there are people talking about how you know well, it's a shame you can't discipline your kids anymore. It's fuck. a sh- yeah, it's a shame you can't you know having the it's okay to hit your kids conversation, and I'm very thankful that I came from a family who from a, who always supported me and said, you know, let's talk things out. Let's it's, it's feel your feelings. Yeah. And never resorted to violence or anything like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was a kid. I had disagreement disagreements <laughs> with my parents. That's always going to happen. Yeah. But no matter how big of a fight we had, by the end of the day mom and I would always say like, you know, hey, just, I love you. And you know, we disagree right now, but Yeah. Um and and I I'm just I'm sitting there and I'm trying not to say anything. And you know these just you know older conservative people talking about how it's a damn shame you can't hit kids anymore. And I just I couldn't Hold stop anymore. Up. And I just stood up and I said and I said he beat his kids so badly he was bleeding from his crotch. Is that discipline? This is a this is like a six foot something football player assaulting a five year old. Yeah. With a weapon. Is that discipline? I'm like well no that's a little okay I said okay then to what extent is it okay to hit a child? Yeah. Let's go down the scale. How far do we have to go? We're going to say, yeah, that's the right amount of assault you can commit on a child.
1: And were they doing the thing where they were laughing, going like, okay, buddy, calm no, down? No, no, they
0: kind of stopped talking. Oh, really? They're like, okay, they're just like, okay, this is... Because they're not used to being challenged in that way. And if somebody wanted to have a debate about it, like, I would have argued it. Yeah. But it was just that thing of a lot of times people don't, don't step aside and... And think about, you know, like, well, I don't get, you know, I don't think a trans person would be able to use the same bathroom. Why? Yeah. Why? You got to take a shit. Everybody does.
1: <laughs> you know, the bathroom's like, oh, I just think it's weird, you know? like yeah. You know, there could be a perv.
0: Yeah. It's like... And so could anyone else walking to that. Yeah. They, you know, it, it's like, okay, you're, you're afraid... You know, I just, just any any of that kind of stuff is is trying to trying to to have a dialogue, you know, not not saying to someone, you know, hey, fuck you, you're wrong. Yeah. But okay, let's discuss this. At what extent do you think it's okay to hit a child? I want you to tell me yeah. how badly you think you can hit a child.
1: Yeah, because you're repeating it, you're you're saying it a lot. So like what like what where is it okay? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. I, like, I i'm from a rural area i live a lot of friends people i went to high school with some are friends and a lot aren't uh that were super into guns yeah. and like i remember seeing pe- people being like you know yeah i've i've got armor piercing rounds i've got this i've got this okay you need that for the deer yeah <laughs> why why do you, why do you need those well because i can have them okay yeah but do you need them do you, you really need that to you know, de- kill so, a deer? Yeah. Well, what if the government does this? Okay. So, do you think you're going to stop a fighter jet from blowing up your house with a smart bomb?
1: <laughs> <laughs> is a good maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well they'll, uh, may, they'll make some argument. I don't know. You know, what love, say.
0: you know, love it or leave it. But I need all these guns in case the government becomes tyrannical. Do wait not... has someone said that no no, no like, like those, those, that's that's the argument you can make like there'll be people who say you know those like you know love America or get the hell out, I'm a oh, patriot, yeah. and, you know, yeah, but I need these guns in case the government becomes tyrannical and I have to fight the government Ugh. like if you, if you just if you can just sit people down and say, okay, these two things you said are completely contradictory yeah which is it yeah <laughs> uh like like there's um I love uh punk music uh at least good liberal punk music uh and there's this uh wonderful song by the dead kennedys um and i've often thought about getting different lines from this <laughs> as a tattoo but the song is called uh stars and stripes of corruption okay that's a song from the late 80s so but it's still very valid today <laughs> yeah uh, but there's this uh thing near the end cuz the whole song basically is about just the, the problems of America in terms of, you know, we uh, like like there's this one part that goes. Um, people always do drug. Let's legalize them. Uh, crime drops and the mob can't price them. Taxes in the red. Let's tax religion. <laughs> oh God. Um, or just stuff about. Uh, but there's this this thing in the end where it says like, um, look around. We're all people who needs countries anyway. Yeah. And uh, to a certain extent, like I understand the need for borders, for, for commerce and, and things like that. But to me, that's it. We're all just people. Yeah. And we're trying to get through this. And the fact, you know, the fact that we are, are born in, in America is just dumb luck. It doesn't make you better. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, you, the fact that you weren't born in like a war torn country, that fill of poverty That is That is a, a blessing For lack of a phrase Yeah And You know People say You know Well They're You know They're You know They're trying to cross the border And Okay You know What, what would you do for your family
1: Yeah And there's people Who make the argument Of going like You know Hey There's criminals You know Stealing kids and like posing as their family. Yeah, uh, and there are white people doing that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, it's just it's it's one of those things of just, uh, any any time uh, people look to dehumanize people. Yeah, it, it turns me off, and it happens on the left and the right because I, I know people who are are much more liberal than I who are like, oh, that person's Republican. Fuck them. They must be evil. I'm like, no, I ha- I have friends that are Republicans. Yeah, and I, I there are things I very much disagree with them on but any of them comedians? Mm, I don't think so. No. Nah. Mo- mostly friends from back home. Back home. Oh yeah. Um, but they are people who are like they're republicans in the sense of like they believe in small government and lower taxation and and things like that. You know, they're not they're not racists. Yeah. <laughs> and if they were racist, they wouldn't be my friends. Oh yeah. So there's a difference in the same sense of like as a kid, um like I would go to church with my dad, but I was never that into it. It was just a, hey, Jesus. And, my, and it was just like, hey, Jesus said be good to people. So be good to people. Yeah. And if you're good to people for other reasons, that's okay, too.
1: Yeah. I like, mean, if you need the church, I mean, uh, hopefully you don't need the church just for that reason. But, you know, if you like it for that reason, that's fine. Yeah. I've met religious people that I actually really like. Yeah. There's a person in the improv community who is a pastor, and she's fantastic
0: yeah my one of my one of my best friends as a kid and in high school is a pastor's kid and my like best friend as an adult and person i live with right now is is a different pastor's kid oh really yeah and, and is he super religious or no i mean I mean he's uh he, he's a super funny guy I, I keep one day my schedule and his schedule are working i'm gonna get him to do i don't think he'd be a good stand-up but i think he'd be a good improviser yeah um and he he's joked about how uh, on his online dating profile he keeps thinking of starting uh, the, having the first sentence be uh, much like Christ I am a socialist, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I want to fuck this guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in in the sense of like like if you like no. I, I the thing I I, I will say because as somebody who was not religious as a kid like I had people not not like to beat me up but like people try to like pick fights with me. Well you don't believe this you don't believe in Jesus, you don't you know, and I'd be like, well, I like Jesus, I think he's a good dude, yeah, I think he's somebody who talked about unconditional love and taking care of each other, yeah, and the Jesus you're talking about doesn't sound anything like the guy I understand it to be, yeah you know so that, that that's kind of it it for me It's what well. you know, where I said about the idea of um have you ever read or heard of um, Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut? No. Okay. So, uh, Cat's Cradle is one of my favorite books. Vonnegut's one of my favorite authors. One of my, my second tattoo was a Kurt Vonnegut tattoo. Okay. And uh a big chunk of Cat's Cradle, the most most of the story takes place on a fictional like Caribbean island. And on that island is a local religion that only exists on that island. All right. And the religion admits it's fake basically from the start where it, it's the whole idea of it's called bukanon And the, the whole thing is I don't know, mangling the description here, but it's basically, if it helps you be a better person, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. Yeah. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of words made up in the religion. One of those FOMA, FOMA means harmless untruths. Okay. So, uh, the The phrase I love from that book is um, "live by the FOMA that make you happy and healthy and brave and kind." Yeah. And so, if that's believing humanity, if that's believing in Jesus. If that's believing in Allah, if that's believing in in Odin, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't care if it helps you help people. Then that's fantastic. Yeah. And if you use it to justify you know like like you know you, there's the thing of you know Christ going into the temple to kick the money lenders out and and washing the feet of the poor and then you see here's the guy who owns the mega church like like you like even just back home i i there are places that I, it's like this this is like a this is like a convention center complex there's a church that gets used a few hours a week yeah think of how people that are living on the street that could live in this place yeah like that's what Jesus would want, as far as I, my understanding of Jesus is. Yeah, but then it, again, I'm
1: I'm a secular asshole. so what do I know? <laughs> People are going to ignore what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. you
0: don't because you don't believe.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, I mean, that, at least you're aware of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's, it's you know ha- having a having a sense of humor about it helps. Yeah, uh, it is. It's everything. Everything is. Just being that we're, we're people and we don't make sense, and like th- that's the reason I called my album "Brains Are Weird." Like whenever um, I I have a friend that comes to me or I need to come to myself, and and it's like I'm feeling really depressed or I'm feeling really anxious, I'm feeling you know all these things. It's like okay, your feelings are real, and we'll talk about them and we'll try to figure out where they're coming from. But let's just also just step aside and say brains are weird. We don't make sense. Yeah, we are. Watery mush and electricity, yeah up there, and if the right chemical doesn't go to the right place if the right elect if the wrong electron fires the wrong way that's that can be it you know there there are all these famous stories of like people who you know like had no musical ability and then like got a knife to the head and survived and then afterwards had musical ability like these are real things that really have, yeah. I, I forget the name of the story. I'll try to look it up and send it to you. But there was this guy, or maybe it wasn't a music thing. It was a language. It was it was something where like a guy got literally stabbed in the head, and then afterwards he was able to do something he couldn't do before he was stabbed in the head.
1: And like, was that like the result of being stabbed in the head? Like doctors like proved it. Like that, it, that, that like, that's it hit said, that, you in the brain. Like, and that's like, their
0: best guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, like again, I'm I'm not a, a spiritual person. Oh yeah. So it it comes down to, you know, do you believe in the spirit? Do you believe in the soul? Uh, I believe we we are made of electricity and energy. And energy cannot be created or destroyed according to the law of conservation of energy. Yeah. It can only be altered. So whatever we're made of goes on after we're dead. Whether we're conscious, whether we're aware of it, I have no idea. Yeah. But whatever we are keeps going. And whatever we are right now it's just it signals firing you know if you get uh, a, a a good a good friend of mine um had uh had a brain aneurysm a few years ago just, okay. just out of nowhere and he almost died and when he was in the hospital, his wife was visiting him and like he didn't recognize his wife and uh told his wife to stop bothering him or his best friend Iron Man was going to beat his wife up okay <laughs> Be- because just again something had blocked a thing in his brain. Yeah. Did he ever get better? He did. It's again, I'm I'm not a person of faith, but this is the closest thing in my life I will say I have ever seen to a miracle. Yeah. Like he lost a bunch of weight and his vision got his vision got worse, but mentally he's just as sharp as he was the day before the accident, before the thing happened. Wow. Um and if you look at like Alzheimers or dementia, or working, you know, in, in, in the group home. Things like that. There's so many things that can happen inside us that define us who we are for, for better or for worse. Yeah. And, like, if you're walking around and you just suddenly get a memory of something. You have, you know, there's no context. Nothing triggered it. Like, you think of just, like, you're walking around all of a sudden. Oh, man, I said that thing at a party in high school. That was really shitty. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah.
1: I have those all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like there's no reason for that. Brains are weird. We don't make sense. Yeah. And so we have to accept that we don't make sense. And there isn't always going to be an answer. Yeah.
1: And people will still be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. I don't make sense. But then they'll still go back to the second guessing yourself. Well, thing. And, and that's yeah. fine.
0: Trust me. I am constantly second guessing myself. It, it's, 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 it's more so being comfortable with, with the unknown of this is how I feel right now and I can't figure it out. Yeah. But this is how I feel. And because even though I can't figure it out, that doesn't make it not valid. Okay. You know, however, however you feel in a moment, if you, you know, if you go through a situation and you're, and people say like, well, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be, you know, to deny those things is to deny that you're human. Yeah. It's what you do with it that matters, okay you know I you know I have been at, you know I, I I've, been, I've been suicidal in my life and I know how lonely that can feel yeah and some people you, you can take that and and turn yourself off to the world and yeah. be bitter and be like, well people weren't there for me, so fuck everybody yeah or you can say, no, wow, that's a horrible way to feel and if I can help somebody not feel that way a little bit less then that's a great thing to do. That's awesome. Wow. Uh,
1: I think we have to <laughs> end yeah. it there. Like, <laughs> yeah. geez. Wow, this has been... Fuck, I don't know what even know what to fucking say. This has been, like, eye-opening. Because <laughs> you're, like, kind of, like, reading my mind and opening my mind and, like, helping me, like... Explain
0: like the thoughts in my brain a little bit better. Well, this this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I mean, I know we don't know each other super well, but this is this was great.
1: Oh yeah, I enjoyed talking. Oh yeah, I enjoyed talking to you too. I would love to t- talk to you again. Yeah, especially... yeah, recorded or not, I'm around. Oh. <laughs> Hit me up yeah. so we can talk about more depressing things. Yeah. Oh no no no, trust me, I'm planning our next conversation. <laughs> it's coming up. I'm already like gonna think of topics. Awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> Zach, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you. This, is, this was great. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Bye.
2: You have been listening to Unplanned Comedy Pods, a podcast collection.